This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm. Phenomenal Foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister pledges legal action against polluters. U.S. Secretary of the Interior visit to the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico highlights climate-resilient investments in the U.S. territories. FTX cryptocurrency collapse being scrutinized by Bahama authorities. BVI scraps trade licenses and work permits for foreign charters. U.S. extends temporary legal status to Haitian immigrants. And Grenada promises to continue supporting Palestine. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, November 15th. We start a report today in Antigua and Barbuda, where Prime Minister Gaston Brown pledges legal action against polluters. The Antigua Observer reports the Commission of Small Island States on Climate Change and International Law is set to take a strategic step towards holding major polluting countries and entities accountable for their contributions to the climate crisis. Antigua and Barbuda is one of the founding members of the Commission, with Prime Minister Gaston Brown signing an agreement to establish it, alongside his counterpart from Tuvalu, during last year's United Nations Climate Conference COP26. What we plan to do is to go to the legal route to try and establish some level of legal liability to those who continue to pollute our seas and our airspace, Brown said. So the International Tribunal for the Law of the Sea will be filing certain documents sometime in December. International Tribunal for the Law of the Sea is an independent judicial body established by the Third United United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea to adjudicate disputes arising out of the interpretation and application of the convention. Prime Minister Brown was one of several leaders to reiterate the importance of climate repatriations during this year's climate conference in Egypt. Even China, according to Prime Minister Brown, despite the two nations' close diplomatic relations, must be held accountable in some way. Speaking on behalf of the Alliance of Small Island States in Egypt, Brown claimed that the 70 billion euro in profits made by just six fossil fuel companies in the first half of this year was more than enough to cover the cost of major climate damages in developing states. In related news, U.S. Secretary of the Interior visits the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico this week to highlight climate-resilient investments in U.S. territories. U.S. Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland and Assistant Secretary for Insular and International Affairs Carmen G. Cantor visited the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico this week to highlight the department's efforts to bolster coastal and climate resilience in the U.S. territories 
and opportunities to tell more of the complete story of America. Throughout the visit, they met with elected leaders and community partners, visited National Park Service, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service managed areas, and toured sites that helped to tell the story of enslaved people in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The visit highlighted the significant resources that have been directed to the U.S. Virgin Islands through the Interior's Office of Insular Affairs, including nearly $3 million in technical and maintenance assistance grants, $3.4 million under the Energizing Insular Communities Program, $571,306 in bipartisan infrastructure law funding, and $378,339 under the Coral Reef and Natural Resource Initiative. The Office of Insular Affairs also provides support to the U.S. Virgin Islands through the Executive Leadership Development Program and the Island Government Finance Officers Association, managed under the Pacific and Virgin Islands Training Initiative. Secretary Hallen and Assistant Secretary Cantor then traveled to Puerto Rico, where they saw ongoing projects aimed at mitigating coastal erosion and climate impacts on the historic masonry structures of the area. The U.S. Department of Interior has also announced that a total of $50 million in funding for climate change technical assistance has been made available under the Inflation Reduction Act for U.S. territories to include Puerto Rico. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. FTX collapse being scrutinized by Bahamas authorities. Bahamanews.net via Voice of America reports the collapse of cryptocurrency exchange FTX is the subject of scrutiny from government investigators in the Bahamas who are looking at whether any criminal misconduct occurred, the Royal Bahama Police said on Sunday. FTX filed for bankruptcy on Friday, one of the highest profile crypto blowups after traders rushed to withdraw $6 billion from the platform in just 72 hours and rival exchange Binance abandoned a proposal rescue deal. FTX newly appointed Chief Executive John J. Ray III, a restructuring expert who took over the bankruptcy filing, said on Saturday that the company was working with law enforcement and regulators to mitigate the problem and was making every effort to secure assets wherever located. The exchange founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, who lives in the Bahamas, has also been the subject of speculation about about his whereabouts. The turmoil at FTX has been seen at least one billion of customers' funds vanish from the platform, sources told Reuters on Friday. Bankman Fried had transferred 10 billion of customer funds to his trading company, Almeda Research, the sources said. Now here's an update. Bahamas financial regulators appoint liquidators for FTX unit. The St. Kitts Nevis Observer via Riders reports financial regulators in the Bahamas on Monday appointed liquidators to run FTX unit in the country just days after authorities said they were looking for any criminal misconduct by collapsed crypto exchange. The Security Commission of the Bahamas said it had one court approval and appointed two members from PWC to oversee FTX Digital Markets Ltd, a subsidiary 
history of FTX licensed in the country. FTX bankruptcy filed on Friday is one of the highest profile crypto blowups. Now on to the British Virgin Islands, where trade licensing and work permits for foreign charters have been scrapped. BVI News reports the British Virgin Islands government has announced a relaxation of measures that were previously in place for foreign-based commercial recreational vessels conducting charter or operating water taxis. According to a statement from Premier Dr. Natalia Wheatley, the government will no longer require BVI trade licenses from charter operators who are not based in the BVI and will also not require work permits for crew members working on those vessels. This change becomes effective today, Tuesday, November 15th. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases, news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, U.S. extends temporary legal status to Haitian immigrants. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security has extended its temporary protected status program for recipients, citizens of six countries, including Haiti. In a statement, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security said the extension that is also applicable to citizens of El Salvador, Nicaragua, Sudan, and Honduras is to ensure its continued compliance with orders from two ongoing court cases and was consistent with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security practice over the past four years. According to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the document that was sent to the Federal Register should be officially released on Wednesday. Beneficiaries from the list of countries in question are also entitled to an automatic extension of their other TPS-related documentation, including I-94 arrival departure records and I-797 notice of action if they apply to re-register during one of the previous Department of Homeland Security announced registration periods. The TPS program provides beneficiaries with work permits and protection them from deportation if their country of origin experiences extraordinary events such as natural disasters or armed conflicts. In other diplomatic news, Grenada promises to continue supporting Palestine. Now Grenada reports Grenada will continue to support Palestine in the international community through various resolutions. Governor General Dame Cecile Lagrande gave this assurance following her acceptance of credentials from the first ambassador from the state of Palestine to Grenada, Ambassador Dr. Linda Ali, on Thursday, November 10th. Grenada and the state of Palestine established formal diplomatic relations in September 2013. Grenada, as a member of the Caribbean community, reiterates its position that the Israel-Palestine situation can only be resolved by peaceful means and reaffirms its support for a two-state resolution, with the people of Israel and Palestine living in independent countries within secure and internationally recognized borders in accordance with the relevant United Nations Security Council resolutions. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. To share news and information and upcoming events, 
Email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And now here's our final note. Chinese community newspaper relaunched in Cuba. HaitiNews.net via Chinua News reports Kuang Wapo, the only newspaper serving the Chinese community in Cuba, was relaunched this weekend after its publication was suspended for more than four years. The monthly newspaper came back with its first edition, introducing the 20th National Congress of the Communist Party of China and the Chinese path to modernization pioneered by the Communist Party of China. The first edition was printed in Spanish, while another edition in the Chinese language will be published in the coming months. At the relaunching ceremony, Chinese ambassador to Cuba, Ma Hu, said that the paper helped strengthen the historic and cultural bonds that unite the two friendly nations. This podcast has been brought to you by letstalkideas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm. Phenomenal foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, November 15th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.